0: We're glad you are part of our community. I'm Bill Galtier, and I'm with my wife and partner, Christy. We're doctors of psychology and the founders of Soul Shepherding.
1: We hope you were encouraged by our just finished series of podcasts on our new book, Healing Prayer for Emotional and Physical Wholeness. You can order this book on our website.
0: Today is part of a series of Soul Talks on relationally healthy leadership. We'll be drawing on material from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. As part of our institute, you can earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction.
1: Prepare to be inspired in your role for serving God. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3, verse 1, that it's a good thing to aspire to leadership, as long as we remain submitted to God and in sync with the love of Jesus. Hello, Soul Talks friends. We are so happy to have you with us here on Soul Talks as we're starting a new series on leadership. Now, before you think, oh, I'm not a leader, I'm not sure this is going to pertain to me, I want to challenge that thought and say, you are a leader. All of us are given responsibilities and opportunities from God to use the unique gifts and talents He's given us to lead in an area. In Scripture, it talks about how Adam and Eve were called to rule over all the fish of the sea and, and the God's creation, and that's still... Is a responsibility for us. So even if you are just a parent, maybe you think that's leadership. That counts. And in every area of our life where God has given us some responsibility, some opportunity, we need to recognize there are people that are looking to us as their models. But we can't be good leaders if we are not first followers of Jesus, the best leader, Bill and I, As leaders of the ministry of soul shepherding, have found it very helpful to learn and to study about leadership, to come to really open our hearts to understand what spirit-led, spirit-filled, spirit-empowered, loving, and wholesome leadership looks like. We really believe that relationally healthy leadership is the kind of leaders God's called us to be. And we look to Jesus, imagining him in that role and the role that he's placed us uniquely in as the, as the founders of a soul shepherding. What does it mean that Jesus is actually the true founder of soul shepherding? As we look to him and, and learn from his example, that he is the CEO of the world and yet just a carpenter The only fitting response to Jesus is to put all of our ambition in whatever it is he's called us to do to be his student. And that's how we go about our life and our work on a daily basis, looking to Jesus, trusting him to be with us leading. So I invite you to join us now as we listen in to Bill speaking at the Soul Shepherding Institute. This is our fourth retreat of the Soul Shepherding Institute, and Bill's teaching in a subject On this week subject on relational healthy leadership, on Jesus as CEO, and our opportunity when we feel discouraged as leaders, when we're tempted to depend upon ourselves, or discouraged about ourselves as leaders, that we can train ourselves to look to Jesus as our CEO, expectant with this joy that we get to be with Him on His team.
0: The best thing to do is to give it a decent burial and get on with your new life. God's spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you've received from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. It's adventurously expectant. Greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? Papa? What's next, Papa? That's what Frank Bach was praying every day. That's what Dallas Willard, Jane Willard been praying every day. God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are. And a part of that is you are a leader in the way of Jesus. You are needed. We know who he is, and we know who we are. Father and children, And we know we're going to get exactly what's coming to us. An unbelievable inheritance. Part of that inheritance is is we get to serve the Lord. Is there any greater joy and honor than being on team Jesus and seeing how God uses even us to comfort the wounded, to encourage struggling people, to give gentle wisdom? Wow. Wow. We're going to get exactly what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we certainly are going to go through the good times with him. That's amazing. Adventurously expectant living. That's what this week is about. Pressing in to that kind of a community, that kind of a life. How do we experience the alive and present God? God. Paul is telling us you need to renounce the old do-it-yourself life. That is great wording for flesh. Some Bibles translate that sinful nature. It's not a very good translation because it's not like bad stuff. Read Philippians 3 in, in your daily reading and, and look at all the flesh that Paul gives up for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus. All that stuff in his lineage, his heritage, his training, his religiosity is good stuff. But depending on it is a problem. The do-it-yourself life, that's the problem. That's what we need to renounce. That's what we need to give a burial to. You don't have to be the funniest guy. You don't have to be the most brilliant teacher. You don't have to tell the best stories. I tried all that stuff. I've spoken thousands of times to different groups. tried all the different ways of doing it. And at the end, I decided there's only one that matters, really. Of course, study matters, learning matters, technique matters. But what matters the most is being in that easy yoke. And what's in my heart? Is my heart that you would be impressed with me or that you'd be impressed with Jesus? See, so I have to get that in place. I have to be the kind of person that's oriented around that attitude, that's happy about that. That is prepared to be tuned into the Lord's presence as I'm speaking or leading or listening. See? And you're learning that too. That's watching and praying. That helps us to do what we're doing in the midst of the alive and present God, the one who raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I'm repeating myself here, but it is so important that you not think too small of yourself. I tell you, uh, Talk with different pastors and leaders. One of the things I try to do is say, You are a hero. God is so pleased with you. I'm so thankful for what you are doing and that I get to be a part of your story. And when I say that, they melt. Because I think about every pastor or leader I talk to, and including the one that looks back at me in the mirror, we don't feel adequate oftentimes. We don't feel that significant. The number one thing, perhaps, that we struggle with is discouragement. Satan gets us down with discouragement. That's a big tool of the enemy in ministry. Whether you're a professional minister or a lay minister, that's a primary way that Satan can defeat us. It's harder for him to defeat people like you and me with the obvious sins. He can get us with discouragement, perhaps. see? So you matter to God more than you think. You are more important than you think. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. I mean, if Jesus hadn't said that, and I just said it, you'd think it was blasphemy, you'd be, wait a minute, Jesus Christ, he's the light of the world. And of course, that's true. Capital L, Jesus is the light. But Jesus, the light of the world, said you, and Christy and Bill, we, we are lights in this world. We bear the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit lives in us. Jesus and the Father and the Spirit, they need us in our neighborhood of influence. Venture on God. Do something outside of your abilities. Do something outside of your comfort zone. So learning how to do that. See, to do something you don't know how to do, the best way to do it, and it's going to be obvious to you, is you need God. (laughs) You feel a sense of desperation. You feel a certain nervousness. And that initial sense of nervousness is good if it gets you to pray to the Prince of Peace and find a way to put the, the burden, the responsibility, the weight of the leadership on his shoulders, and you get an easy yoke and follow him and learn to now be at peace because you're just walking in cadence with Jesus. And he's doing the heavy lifting, and it's his intelligence, and it's his gifts. He's the CEO. He's the counselor. He's the preacher. He's the teacher. He's the parent. He's the small group leader. He's the retreat leader. He's the, friend co- the best soul friend at coffee, whatever your context you got to put Jesus there, put him there before you're there, and pray to him, imagine him there, worship him, meditate on scriptures that help you see him there, and then walk into that situation with him and look for the hand of God to move. Look for God to do something that you can't do and develop habits, train yourself to expect that, and God will do that.
1: Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed listening to Bill and his enthusiasm speaking at the Soul Shepherding Institute to this great group we had with us, about 20 people in the room up in a, a beautiful retreat center in Wild. We would love to have you join us and pray that you would really seek the Lord regarding if this is an invitation that He is issuing to you to come to the Soul Shepherding Institute, and you can certainly find more information on the Soul Shepherding Institute, just search in your browser, Soul Shepherding Institute, and you'll find our page. You can also find it on our homepage at SoulShepherding.org on the top. Click under Institute and you'll find all kind of information about that, as well as the ability to be able to apply right there online. We'd love to have you join us. But before we close out today's Souls Talks, I want to give you an opportunity to practice what it is that Bill was teaching here in your life. What is an area where you feel called to lead, to follow Jesus as CEO? What is an area where you're tempted by ambition to depend upon yourself in that area of responsibility? As you identify that, I want to just lead you in this simple breath prayer from the Bible in Matthew 6, verse 13. Lord, in all things, in this very thing you've called me to lean in, to be responsible for, I pray that in my leading, I will do it all in your kingdom, by your power and for your glory. as you go throughout your day in your leadership, I pray that this simple prayer from Matthew six thirteen will reorient you to the joy that you get to be with Jesus as your CEO, that you get to bring all of your gifts and ability and talents and all of your weaknesses and needs to Him, trusting Him and doing all that you're doing with Him and by Him in His kingdom by His power, and for His glory. Amen. Our mission is to train you to thrive with Jesus in your life and leadership.
0: The best way we can do that is in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats with the added training to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction.
1: We'd love to have you and your friends join us in our Institute. We have a new cohort starting soon.